Just a quick word of warning before we get going that the following podcast will almost certainly contain spoilers and may also contain strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Welcome to Minisode 17 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. This is pretty weird. This is weird, yeah. We uh, we are coming to you from my hotel room in London. Yeah, and uh, just for clarity, by the way, I'm Mitch Bain. I'm a horror writer and an occasional dude of musical things. And I am Andy Stewart. And yeah, we're at Pride Fest. And, yes, yeah, um, we are, yeah. So we're trying to do, we're, so we have to improvise a little bit, do things on the hop a little. Of course, yeah, but I think we're doing a pretty decent job. This, yeah. Uh, Certainly in my headphones right now, this doesn't sound terrible. No, I think we should take a photo of the kind of setup yeah, that yeah, we yeah, together we will, for yeah. social media. So, uh, yeah, no, we've taken okay. the show on the road, as it were. Yeah, um, and interesting to know how easy it is to do that now. <laughs> yeah, so we're coming to you. <laughs> exactly. to yeah, yeah, yeah. You see two shadowy figures in your garden, it's just us podcasting because we can. Weird, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how are you, man? Saying nothing, nothing of what's been on at the festival and things, uh, what else have you been watching? Um, I picked up the uh, Second Sight Blu-ray of 1980's The Changeling. Oh, cool. Uh, Peter Medak's film. Nice. Uh, it's amazing. It's a great film. It's one of those ones that's always been quite tricky to get hold of. And now it's out there, um, and it's glorious, and it's horrifying. Um, Superb. Uh, that's, that's, see, that one's in my future. It's a Shockwaves 100 film. All right, okay, well... There you go, I've, I've got it. Fantastic. I, obviously, I've been watching loads of stuff this week, but I'll be keeping some <laughs> of it like, for a little later. I think we'll probably do something separate. On yeah, I think we should. Yeah. One thing I did rewatch just to kind of build the hype a little bit, I flashed back to the first year that I came to Fright Fest and one of the first mainstream films okay. I saw. I watched VHS 2 this week. It's an interesting one. So yeah, I've watched this one a couple of times, but not for a while. And I would say that on this rewatch, I, I, probably a couple of the segments didn't land like they used to for me. Okay. I'm not sure what it is about it that's done that, but a couple of them are absolute gold. I think that Safe Haven by Gareth Evans and Timo Shishanto? Yeah. Timo Shishanto, I think. Um, I think that that is one of the best segments in any anthology film I've ever seen. I completely agree. I think it's great. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's so harrowing. This and the end, the ending segment is just so so dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things I had on in the background. Like, say, I'm pretty familiar with it, so I was kind of doing other things. Yeah, sure. And then when it got to that bit, I was just like, I can't be doing anything else while this is on. What other ones is that other than it again? What, well, Wingard, is that one where Adam Wingard's eye. That's the other one that I really like. It's the first. It's the first of these segments, as it were. And yeah, it's Adam Wingard with the eye transplant. And the is that the zombie biker thing? The, the zombie biker's in there yeah. as well. Yeah, and uh, there's another one. That, that involves a GoPro being strapped to a dog and I think that that's the one where it loses me a little bit I think yeah, I don't, the, I, like, the one that's the aliens one yeah that's right yeah, yeah. and um, I think that yeah it, I think that it probably could have been doing without that to be oh, honest right, okay, cool. um, and then obviously um, I think that the cut segments out of VHS viral mm-hmm. I mean I, I don't like VHS viral no no, no one does <laughs> um, but <laughs> wow um, <laughs> but no uh, VHS 2 I went back to that and I, I had a pretty good time with it sweet um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's worth watching purely for Safe Haven. Oh, I think, yeah, that's absolutely unmissable. That kind of, like, it pays for itself, really, just with that one. I would agree, wholeheartedly. Yeah. So, next up. Now, you're going to have to be, if you're going to do a theme song for this segment this time, I mean, we're in a kind of communal living space, sort of, now, so... True. It needs to be a little bit restrained. True. But let me, let me do what I can, let me do what I can. Okay, okay. 
That was good. You're so adaptable. Yeah, low, low key. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Jacques Webb's 100. I, again, obviously kind of limited time this week, but mm-hmm. I did manage one. Okay. Uh, Black Christmas. Ah. I did make sure that I was watching the right one. Yeah, and not Black Xmas. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a terrible idea. You would be, not only would you be feeling rather foolish right now, but you would also have had a bad time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but Black Christmas, I quite liked. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's okay. I think that, like, I understand that it kind of set the tone for some of the slashers that came after that. Sure, yeah, of course. Um, and I would say that I kind of feel the same way on first watch about this one as I feel about, like, the Sex Pistols and punk music. Which is that uh, I, appre- I appreciate the influence, but I kind of think that what came after is better. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I know what you mean. So that was my read on that one. So yeah, but I did quite like it, to be fair. But that's the only one that I've managed on the Shockwaves 100. We're now in a long stretch of films that start with the word black. Okay, yeah, you've got, I think, Black Sabbath's in there. Black Sabbath's black definitely Sabbath's in, in there. there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so definitely, yeah, i got a couple more of those. Um, also, hopefully have... Uh, something to mention shortly about angst right, working okay. on that at the moment yeah um, we've had a development there but uh, more on that in the next uh, of time i suppose yeah yeah no i'm uh, hopefully i have something to announce about that shortly so uh next up then i guess the mentioned pitches time well let's uh, not normally normally it would be feedback okay oh yeah uh-huh but given the nature of this and the fact that we're recording a little bit on the fly we're foregoing that yeah, we'll have um, a double a double whammy of feedback in next week's show. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. But everyone, keep getting in touch, though. Keep tweeting. We will get back through everything. <laughs> um, and we've had, we've had a good week for feedback as well. So just, um, yeah, keep on getting in touch on all the usual channels, and um, we'll definitely get around to everything. Cool. So, yes, Mitch's Pitches. Mitch's Pitches. It's time for another one. Round four of Mitch's Pitches? Uh, is, yeah. Um, so, yeah, for anyone that's unfamiliar, um, this is a segment of the show that is designed to exploit the fact that I haven't seen many films for your entertainment. <laughs> um, as, as they find it entertaining. Uh, yeah, it, it seems like a lot of people do. Um, <laughs> so basically, so Andy sends me a poster of a horror film from years gone by. Uh, any taglines, titles, anything like that, any identifying factors beyond the central image are removed. Yes. Um, I have to do my best to describe, well, first off, describe, because I'll describe what I'm looking at, mm-hmm. and then do my best to theorize on what the plot might be. And we will obviously put a picture up on this because I understand the limitations of audio. <laughs> yes, and it's my job on the opposite side of you to just watch and, yeah. watch and smile and enjoy myself. Um, so this is an interesting one. What we have here is a demonic-looking woman. Okay, yep, fair. And it's like, it's like she uh, has um, kind of like bright red eyes and kind of sharp, <laughs> spaced-out, fang-like teeth. Um, she's wearing what appears to be kind of like a fancy dress that has long black nails Um, she's holding something that says you're invited to my party but there's a lot of space underneath it I think you might have taken a name out or something there Um, so she's holding something that says you're invited to my party obviously it's a party invitation and that is on fire (laughs) yep pretty small one okay so um, I don't want to go down the demonic presence route again but I kind of feel like this time I've got a little bit more reason to <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you might be uh, certainly. Yeah, because I mean, there's a demonic presence on the poster, <laughs> which I think gives me a little, it gives a little bit more. You say demonic presence? Could it not be uh, some kind of mythical creature? Or... Also possible. Yeah, I'm uh, fuck it. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm okay. gonna go with demonic presence. Right. Okay. So it's a party. Yeah. 
um, obviously. So I'm gonna say that it is set at, I'm gonna say like a birthday party rather than something high end or like you know like a kind of dinner party kind of thing because sure. I feel like you wouldn't have party invitations. Okay, interesting. Um, I don't think that if you're having people over for dinner, maybe say like uh, you would necessarily do that. So I'm gonna say it's, yeah, it's like a birthday party. Okay. <laughs> it really is like watching a monkey try to do math. In fairness, yeah, yeah, that's that's reasonable. Um, okay, right. I think that what you have here is I'm gonna estimate that it's something like a sweet sixteen party or something like that. Right. Uh, so you've got an assembly of uh, maybe not a sweet sixteen, but like a birth like a birthday party for somebody around that age. A quinceañera, <laughs> if you like. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say mixed gender attendees. Okay. As well. <laughs> um. And I don't want to just say that they uh, they inadvertently summon a demon and have to battle it. Right. But there's like I kind of feel like that's I don't think that that's unreasonable. Right. Okay. No, because no, 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 because you know like party invitation demonic presence are literally there on the poster. So I'm gonna go with that. So I'm gonna I'm trying to, I'm trying to distill this down to a logline. Right. Okay. So leave it with me, right? I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna try and do from now on. When I get to the end of the theorizing, I'm gonna try and boil it down to a logline. Right, okay, that, okay, I like that, I like that, I like that idea. So I'm going to say... Are you going to come down on the title this time, do you suppose? Yeah, I'm going to say oh, it's, I'm gonna say it's like something like Death Party. Oh. I'm going to say it's Death Party. Part of the Death series, including Death Spa. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna, so yeah, I'm going to say Death Party, and that is about... Um, <laughs> a high schooler's birthday party takes a sour turn when a demonic presence is inadvertently summoned. So there you go. That's it's my basically the plot line to Book of Monsters, which we watched yesterday. <laughs> is what, is sorry, what, Stuart. Sorry, Stuart, but that's uh, what you're theorising. That's so funny. <laughs> that's exactly what I've done. That's exactly, exactly what I've done. I am done. 100%, with the exception that of us, like, it's... I, I'm not thinking that it's like monsters, monsters, but right. literally that's exactly what I've done. Exactly I have sat down here. I have looked at this poster. I have stolen Stuart Sparks' idea for Book of Monsters and, and turned it into your own film, Death Party. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is how this is going here, and it is unbelievably funny that you've done that. Uh, Stuart, I'm coming met, soon. Uh, death party. Coming soon. Jamie for death party. In no way affiliated with Booker Monsters. No. Um, no. I feel like I need to apologise at this point just for doing that. And I know that we're going to talk about Fright Fest in other episodes, but I do just want to take a minute. I feel like I should now to say that I saw Booker Monsters yesterday. As did I. Of I, I, I had a really, really good time with it. Yeah, I thought I, I thought I enjoyed it. I think Stuart's done a blinder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's upped his game dramatically from the creature below. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, sensational yeah. difference. Um, and also I uh, mentioned. Being distributed through Dread Central Presents. As yeah, well. they announced that was the announcement that was made. Certainly, so uh, cool. Stuart made it there and then on the stage. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Dread Central Presents have yeah. picked it up for worldwide distribution. So that's phenomenal for him. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. maybe they'll do it with Death Party. Maybe, well, yeah, well, you don't want to have too many things too similar on the one slate. That's very true. It seems yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, maybe that's uh, that's best left for someone else. Death Party. Uh, yeah, or alternatively, no one. <laughs> um, okay, so put me out of my misery. How wrong am I? You're actually not that wrong at all. Okay. What I'll do is I'll give you the, the log line and you can see how close you are. Okay, on you go. And then I'll fill you in on what the actual film is. Okay, okay so okay. it's ten teenagers party in a banded funeral parlour on Halloween night when an evil force awakens, demonic spirits keep them from leaving and turn their gathering into a living hell. Oh, I wasn't too, that wasn't too bad. No, then. it was uh, Kevin Tenney's 1988 film, Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons, colon, death party. Colon, death party. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> 
So there you go, that was that. There you go. Uh, okay, I, I'm that's, gonna... that's actually a great fun film. Uh, Linnea Quigley from The Tummy of Living Dead is in it. She's, right. she's always good value. That's another one that I should get around to then. Once, yeah. I, once I've conquered the Shockwaves 100, I'm going to start watching things for leisure again. <laughs> <laughs> You've kind of given yourself a lot of work, like real work. Yeah, it's fun and everything, but yeah, I do have to structure my views pretty carefully these days. So that was another round of Mitch's Pitches, and um, seeing as we're not doing any uh, feedback, I guess the only thing left before we go on to the announcement is a podcast recommendation. Uh, this week it's you. That is me, yeah. Um, not so much genre-related this time. That's fine. But um, as of this morning, it's porno day again. Yeah. Yep. As of the moment of listening to this, my dad wrote a pornos back. It is. And it's hilarious. It's superb. Um, that I must say, this could just as easily have been a recommendation of mine. I have listened to all three series of this maybe three, four times each. Yeah, me too. I can't, I can't get enough of it. Um, really Joe, do you want to take a minute to, I mean, it's a kind of a show that needs no introduction, it's a bit of a podcast titan. Yeah, uh, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a titan, it's a, one of the biggest podcasts out there, I would say. So, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's basically Jamie Morton, his dad, um, under the nom de plume of Rocky Flintstone. Oh, that's him. Rocky Flintstone. <laughs> he uh, self-published some erotica. <laughs> on Amazon and basically what Jamie does is he reads a chapter a week to his friends James Cooper and BBC's Alice Levine yes and they laugh and they laugh and we laugh and we laugh and it is incredibly funny uh, and awfully cringe making it, it is but it is it's a remarkably funny podcast oh it's brilliant it really is brilliant um, uh, yeah I'm really excited for it to come back so the three seasons so far have been the three books so far yeah, so in it, the Belinda Blink series yeah series? of course yeah, it's the story of Belinda Blumenthal she's a marketing executive a sale, uh, sales yeah. executive for uh, a Pots and Pans company Steals Pots and Pans Steals yeah. Pots and Pans and she basically travels the world banging um, clients banging clients and yeah being banged <laughs> Um, and having her nipples pulled around a lot and yeah it's, it's hilarious one of my favourite things about it is the kind of fundamental misunderstanding of certain biological yeah, uh, particularly the cervix yes I think that's a cause for some consternation baseline but, uh, baseline you, confusion over what uh, cervix is definitely. you have to listen to uh, my dad wrote a porno it's just it's fantastic and you can get it wherever podcasts are podded indeed and casted yeah, whatever pods are cast. Yes, true, yes. Yeah, so my dad wrote a point, it's back today, get on it. Yep. Get on it, dive right in. As so, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, um, obviously because there's been kind of a lot of running around this week, both both of us getting ourselves down here, getting sorted, we're going to go guest list this week. Um, a lot of good a lot of good stuff coming up in September. Yeah, yep, some really cool uh, guests lined up. But it does mean that we're going head to head and it's my turn to choose a film. Right, uh, how, I don't know how I feel about this, um, but... I must say, uh, my first instinct was to go to 2001 and do Roadkill. Okay. Uh, the Steve Zahn, Paul Walker, Louis Sibisky, uh, CB Radio, Stock Hunt and Chase thing, uh, which I fucking love that film. As okay. it turns out, so does the rest of the world. It made a load of money and it's got really good reviews. So, uh, so <laughs> I can't use that. Okay. As a result, I'm going to go for a much maligned sequel. Right. I'm going to head cool. to 2009. Right. That's directed by Kevin Grotert. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Based on characters by James Wan and Lee Whannell. Saw six. Okie dokie. Um, not, not great. Right, okay, cool. I'm kind of glad you think so. I'm kind of glad this is going to be a debate because I've got lots of reasons why I think that this is the best sequel in the series. You are wrong, sir, but uh, I will await 
uh, your case being made and I will uh, roundly, hopefully, uh, roundly trump every single <laughs> point you make. Okay, um, um, so, I, I mean, I, I mean I'm, out, I'm just, just to give me a little bit of colour here, um, how, on the detention scale, when I was coming in with something that you were... Oh, no, it's not even it's not even close on the scale. Okay. Uh, cool. I like Sussex considerably more than I like detention. But you still don't like it very much? No. Okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, no, I am, I am a pr- I've got some pretty specific opinions about the series. As a whole? Yes, like okay. film to film, my opinions on, on them vary wildly. Okay. Um, but I think, yeah, I am of the opinion, and I haven't seen it in a little while, so I'm kind of dreading the rewatch in case I have to reevaluate this, because I'm about to make a bold statement, because I do think that it's the best sequel in that series. Uh, okay, like I say, can't disagree more, but we'll see how, we'll see how this shakes yeah, out. Yeah, so uh, there you go, this Friday, 8 a.m. BST, of course. I make the case on episode 18 in defence of Kevin Greutert's Saw 6. This will be interesting to me. It will indeed. This is interesting. So, how do you feel about that one? You can let us know. Loads of ways to do that on Facebook and Instagram. We are Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us as well at Strong Violent PC and you can also email Scenes at gmail.com. Yep, and uh, if you are listening to us exclusively on Podbean, uh, then you can uh, broaden your horizons, should you so wish. And you can get us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. There you go. So we'll be back Friday. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget, it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chugs. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean.